Hello, weirdos, normies, pedestrians, straights, squares, queers, fairies, nymphs, elves, duendes, and leprechauns. If you're listening, then you're listening to more Morgulons, and I'm your host, Crystal Clear. We need hard science. We need easy science. We need any science. And just went scoping, y'all, because my my face has been particularly bad lately, and um, just too many weird things. And uh, I have this. Well, I saw mine. Tomfy Tomf 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 has this cool <clears throat> dermatoscope that you can plug into your computer, and it will cast the video footage of what you are uh, scoping. And um, <clears throat> and well. Here's what happened. Y'all, I'm afraid Crystal Clear has died. I dropped dead earlier today. Okay, I did not die, but but could have had a near-death experience because I could die any minute, and so could you. That's what this living thing is all about. Why are there black threads in my skin? Black and red threads. Some blue and a whole lot of glitter. That's right. Yes. My skin on my chin where it is broken out with these lesions that never heal are chalked full of these like reservoirs of multicolored glitter, purple, gold, green, red, blue, silver, and glowing orange. I'm like, what the fuck am I looking through? Some kind of kaleidodermatoscope? I'm done with this. Who can give me answers? Maybe the sun I'm telling me magic rainbow. Check, 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 yeah, Rocky is like all hopped up on something, yay, wow, worst Irish accent, says the person who has no room to talk, alrighty, well let's blow this popsicle stand and go to the next segment, stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I went to the libreria and I didn't have any money and I said, what can I get for gratis? And they said, a sample. And so here's that sample. This is from Morgulon's Among Us by Bobby Devine. B-O-B-B-I. And please excuse me because I have a cold. All right, chapter one. Blisters? I've never broken out in blisters, only when I was sunburned or wore shoes that didn't fit correctly. This breakout was unusual. I remember standing at the basement stairs, carrying laundry. I suddenly felt a stinging, crawling sensation. I pulled my sleeves up and watched as one blister after another 
popped out of my skin with no warning. They started on my left wrist and uniformly produced a pattern in a zigzag fashion up my arm and over my shoulder. I bet if I would have measured them, they would have been almost identical in size and distance apart from one another. Once the blisters had finished spreading on the left arm, the right arm began breaking out in the exact same manner. I knew this wasn't a typical situation. I had a gut feeling that I was in for a challenge. In all my 43 years, I had never seen or heard of anything like this. Wow, that is mind-blowing. That, that is so such a similar description to the one that I gave you guys last week about the first time that I noticed I had more ones. Uh, that was on the uh, Galactic Federation episode. But uh, a, lot of, a lot of parallels. It felt and appeared as though they had a mind of their own. Yes. They, uh, these frightening things gripped my heart with fear. They struck a chord within me that I never knew I had. I had so many questions, so many fears. I decided that it was a mindset that I had to snap out of. Yes, I had to convince myself that I was overreacting, panicking. It was time to ignore this and get on with my daily tasks. Yet I couldn't snap out of it. Deep in my heart, I knew that a battle had just begun. I was sure that life as I knew it was changing. But for how long? I had been working in healthcare and had been raising my two daughters as a single parent. I purchased a home and lived there for two years before I began having these problems. As I now understand, it takes 18 months to get full-blown morgulons after being initially exposed. It is apparent that my physical issues were wreaking havoc on me. I suffered serious pain that the doctors were calling polymyalgia. I couldn't think straight and had difficulty concentrating. Within months, I was fired from two jobs and realized I would be fired from a third, most likely. It was time to stop working and get into disability assistance with the intent of taking care of myself with all the strength that I had. At this time, I sold my home and moved into a low-income housing complex, my only hope of making it. After moving in and getting settled, which took about four months, I had my initial blister outbreak. I started to recognize other odd things happening. One night, I went to shut the light on my nightstand. As I reached and extended my arm, I saw a very fine layer of what appeared to be blue cotton candy. Ugh, I've seen this. I was so stressed out. Whom could I talk to? Who will hear me? Afraid, I kept it to myself. This blue cotton candy was evenly distributed around my arm. Baffled, I wiped my arms off as I watched it roll up into balls of lint and cotton ball-sized fiber. I saved this stuff and placed it in a jar. Oh yeah, I got a morgue jar too. When I left it in the jar, the fiber turned white, gray, and black. Russian sweater worms? Yeah. Yep, I've seen this happen, guys. Seen this exact fucking thing happen. Crazy. When I later took it out of the jar and held it, the fiber became white, light blue, and a vibrant darker blue. This happened once I touched it. Oh, the mental stress this had on me. Really? Who would believe me? In true embarrassment, I tucked it away and didn't say a word. The pain within had begun. I had stress, nausea, headaches. I was alone. There was no support group for people like me. I truly felt scared, alienated, confused. I was seriously frightened. It was only a couple of nights after the cotton candy incident that I had another physical sign of this disease. As I was changing into my nightshirt, I noticed shiny gold particles all over my chest. I looked like a porcupine. There was nothing funny about it. I mean, come on, it's a little bit funny. Right? As I looked closer, they looked similar to tinsel, glitter, gold, metallic slivers, and shards of gold metal. They were really sharp and painful. I tried to pluck each one out, and I bled and cried through it. I had no one to comfort me or hold me. 
I lay there fighting a panic attack as I kept telling myself to slow down, relax, it'll get better. Really? I asked myself, really? I gathered up all the slivers and such and tucked them away in a jar. I started to wash up with organic products, not really knowing what to use. I had no doctor. These are the frightening thoughts one goes through as they struggle with morglons. About five days later, I had to go to the emergency room. My, my chest was red hot and full of infected lesions. It was insane. The doctor came in and asked me how he could help me. I was losing my ability to communicate well. Weakened by my condition, I just held back the anger and tears as I opened my shirt. He cringed. He was just as confused as I was. I told him about the slivers. He had nothing to say about them. I left there with a few bandages and some antibiotics, but no diagnosis. I started going from doctor to doctor as more symptoms appeared. I began naming the things that came out of me. My next nightmare, I call guitar picks, which were small cream-colored plastic things. God, this is so crazy. This is just hitting home so close to home that I'm like, are you in my home? Uh, wow. Great book, Bobby. I think it's a woman. Very impressed so far. I called them this because they were similar to them and were just as hard. They would push with force under my skin trying to break through. It was so painful and unsightly. So I began breaking my skin on top of the protrusion so it would find its way out. Usually I would take tweezers and get it out myself. I no longer could rest. I had no comfort whatsoever. No one could comfort me not knowing what I was going through. I still hadn't told anyone what was really going on. I just mentioned the obvious painful lesions that were not healing. I became a recluse. It became harder and harder to think. I had to find a doctor and a diagnosis now. I was afraid that my mental and emotional problems from this disorder were going to deem me housebound or bedridden for the most part and unable to get any help alone. With help, I went from doctor to doctor, clinic to clinic. I was getting nowhere. Not one of them could give me a confident diagnosis. It was a guessing game. After about 18 to 24 months, I was told that I needed to see a psychotherapist. Oh no, I was not going to let anyone tell me that I was delusional. If I hadn't saved the specimens in small Ziploc baggies, I would have believed that I needed that therapy. I held strong to what I saw and to what I was going through. Go girl or guy, I don't know which one. <clears throat> oh man, this is sad, this next line. This is the first time that I realized that going to a doctor was no longer going to be the source of comfort that it had been for most of my life. The doctors acted like they didn't know any more than anyone else, and I had no reason to believe otherwise. I may as well have gone to a cashier at a fast food restaurant. Reality struck me. I had to teach my doctors about what I'm going through. Now was the time to find one that would listen to me. I was determined to do this. The hunt was on. I had setbacks as I became sicker and sicker. I wasn't able to get out of bed too often. One year, I remember going to bed in April and waking up in September. I couldn't recall a thing between those months. I generally had times that I was awake. However, I wasn't, consci I wasn't conscientious and I was in horrible pain. I think they mean conscious versus conscientious. At this point, seeing a doctor wasn't easy. The effort was tremendously strenuous, physically and mentally. Although I was awake, I was hardly aware of my surroundings. I knew I would die in that bed if I didn't get up. Nothing concerned me anymore but survival alone. My hair, makeup, clothes, weight, they didn't matter. I went to the doctor in my pajamas. I was in need of pain relief. I knew the risk I was taking, but I no longer had options. Again, seeking comfort from a doctor was impossible. I lay in bed, grabbing my quilt, white-knuckled and crying day after day, month after month, until the thought came to me to write to the doctors. I did just that. 
Quote, sending six letters out should get me the help I need. I thought, well, it did. I received a few refusals, but one doctor said he would help me if I went into his office. With the help of a friend, I made it to the appointment. He prescribed me OxyContin. It was such a blessing at the time. Imagine being all tensed up and you can't relax for months. And then all of a sudden you get a medication that loosens all that tension. I literally went limp for the first few doses from the brutal exhaustion. I hoped that having pain-free moments would give me the ability to do a little bit each day. Thank you, Jesus, I thought. I knew it would help. I couldn't cry out for help any louder. Occasionally, they would hospitalize me. I was hooked up to an antibiotic drip and given fluids and something, too, for pain. Dehydration was a huge problem for me. I was convinced that all the fibers in me absorbed any fluid, and I was always dehydrated and weakened because of it. The dehydration caused seizures. I wrestled with various infections, some, some large, some small. Several of these infections had to be lanced and drained, and some of the lesions never healed as I was sure they were carrying loads of bacteria. The lesions changed often, spreading to other areas of my skin and changing shape, size, color, and texture. They were powerfully controlling me and my body. I was infiltrated with substances that I couldn't explain. I felt it necessary to start inspecting these particles closer with hope of getting a better idea of what was going on. I was aiming at using all the strength that I had to attempt to find something, to find anything that might help ease any discomfort or slow down this vicious cycle. Uh, as I started to watch the lesions, I began to learn a lot. I watched fibers coming out of my skin. They were cotton-like, often metallic, and in a variety of colors such as red, white, green, black, yellow, orange, pink, uh, blue, and even purple. The majority of them, however, were gray, white, and blue. When I was awake, I would study these particles. It took its toll on me. I had to get out of those four walls that I had been staring at for well over a year. On occasion, I'd stop by and see a friend of mine, Alan. Al is a chemist and a genius. Ooh, Bobby and Alan sitting in the tree, talking about the morgues. This seems like a good place to stop with hopefully a turn for the better in this poor, poor woman or man's life. Wow. Tortured by Morgulons. Tortured by Morgulons. I have not had Morgulons as long as the author uh, has had it. I've had it for six months. This person says it doesn't start until after 18 months. A lot to look forward to, it sounds like. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I haven't had the physical symptoms that this person has had, but uh, systemic symptoms, I mean, <clears throat> like seizures and uh, things that affect the whole body. I wonder if I would experience that if I were experiencing the psychosocial effects that this poor person uh, experienced. I think that um, a lot of the suffering from Morgulons uh, arises from the psychosocial uh, aspects of the illness. And uh, it's a shame because, well, it's actually an opportunity because those are things that we can control um, to, to a great degree. Uh, but... You know, I, I'm fascinated by this story and all of the stories that Morgies tell about their Morgulons. Um, so next episode, we will learn more about this and we will probably visit the comments cave. Because yes, I am hearing voices again. And they're all saying, we love you, Crystal. You're so funny and you're so brilliant and beautiful. And I don't care what the doctors say, you're not crazy at all. Well, it may be a little weird. Okay, it might be really weird. It might be a little nutty. But I'm not delusional. We can't all be delusional. 
Not when our delusions are so specific. Not when our experiences are so similar. Not when our documented evidence is identical. It's not all in our heads. It's all in our skin. And God only knows where else. Thanks for listening. As always, stay tuned.